This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, we're getting a lot of votes right now in our hot question of the day having to do with whether or not you are ready to buy an electric car. I'm actually quite surprised by how quickly these are coming in. I'm also surprised by how tight this thing is. We asked you, do you see yourself buying an electric vehicle in the next five years? 51% of people who've responded so far say yes, they're sick of gas prices, but 49% saying they're not quite there yet. So go ahead and cast your vote. And remember our buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ. That is 331-2899 and have your say. You can also email me, uh, simi at cknw.com. Let me know how you're feeling about that. Or And please do vote as well. Now, the other big story that's developing right now has to do with the Canadian economy and a year-long standoff that we have been having with the Trump administration in the U.S. over punitive steel and aluminum tariffs that the United States had levied on Canada. They had used the excuse of national security, an excuse that Canada found, uh, well, disturbing, actually, and insulting, because we thought, wait a minute, our two borders are so closely intertwined. We share security. We share all of this information back and forth. And you're saying that we're a national security threat that you have to slap you know, tariffs on our steel and aluminum. It was a real sticking point. And it became a key hurdle in the efforts to try to ratify that new North American trade pact. Uh, and that was the reason why it wasn't happening, wasn't moving forward. Both Canada and Mexico had said, listen, these steel tariffs have to be dealt with first. Well, it sounds like this morning that that is just about over. Sources have said that this deal is done, that the tariffs are going to be lifted. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is making an unscheduled last-minute trim- trip to Hamilton. That, of course, is Canada's steel manufacturing capital, and it is there that he is expected to confirm the breakthrough. Now, word of this kind of began to trickle out amid reports that uh, U.S. negotiators had kind of backed off these longstanding demands they had for a hard limit on the number of imports of Canadian steel and aluminum, and that was part of an effort to keep the cheaper kind of Chinese product out of the country, according to the Americans. So the Prime Minister and the President spoke by phone today to talk about this. This was their third conversation in less than a week, which was another indication that this thing was really moving along. And remember, it was a year ago that Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said that these tariffs, 25% on steel, 10% on aluminum from both Canada and Mexico, he said that they were necessary to prevent a flood of Chinese steel into the United States through its NAFTA partner countries. The Ross had also admitted that this was kind of part of their negotiating strategy, even though they were claiming it was national security which allowed them to do this. Uh, now, we are going to hear what the Prime Minister had to say about this, or is about to say about this. Uh, Conservative leader Andrew Scheer, meanwhile, was asked about this by reporters in just the past few minutes, and here's what he had to say. We were disappointed that Justin Trudeau was not able to uh, fix this issue during the NAFTA negotiations, why he was in such a position of weakness that he was forced to accept so many concessions from Donald Trump uh, without addressing this issue. So we'll look at the, the, the details that's announced today. Obviously, what, we're, what we would expect uh, would be uh, no tariffs and no quotas. That's, uh, that is a very important uh, issue for Canadians uh, to ensure that we can continue to uh, grow the industry and have, uh, and, and have access to U.S. markets. No, 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 no
Well, obviously, that'll be disappointing. That is Conservative leader Andrew Scheer. So we are waiting to get the exact details from the Prime Minister on this. But in the meantime, let's get some more information on the analysis and perspective on this. Ian Lee joins us, Associate Professor at the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. Ian, thanks for being back with us. My, my, my great pleasure. Now, we have a sounds like we have a deal. Are you surprised it took this long? Uh, I am, uh, quite frankly. Um, I mean, I understand the the long, drawn-out nature of the negotiations between the U.S. and China. Um, You know, two superpowers, uh, you know, dancing away and, I mean, having some real fights. Uh, But we are loyal uh, allies and partners of the United States and have been literally for a century. So uh, this was quite surprising uh, because we are not engaged in the kind of um, illegal behavior that China has been accused of and many people believe China is guilty of uh, in terms of uh, cheating under the WTO. Canada is not doing that. Canada did not do that before. And so it it was a surprise that he put the tariffs on in the first place, and then it was a surprise that they stayed on for so long. uh, So that this is not... um, (laughs) It's better that they're coming off, but this is not a good news story overall. So, but why now, do you think? Like, all of a sudden, it seemed to happen very quickly in the last week. What happened that changed? Was it the ramping up of the trade war with China? No, no, I I think it was domestic politics in the United States. Um, It's been widely reported, and I mean just in the last three or four or five days, out of Washington, that the leaders in the Congress, and I'm referring to the House of Representatives, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi is the de facto opposition leader in the United States, uh, as the leader of the Democrats, uh, the majority leader, and she made it absolutely crystal clear that she was not going to allow NAFTA to be uh, uh, to be uh, uh, to come to a vote in the House of Reps, and. And Trump finally realized she was not backing down. She wasn't playing games. And why that's important to Trump is that that meant he would not be able to go on the campaign trail and brag that, hey, I solved the worst trade deal in the world. I don't believe that, by the way, but that's what Donald Trump right. was saying for two, three years. He's saying NAFTA was a terrible, terrible deal. And he's saying, and I fixed it, except that he didn't fix it if it's bottled up and holed up in a committee and not coming up for a vote. And he needs it to be approved by the U.S. Congress so he can brag that he fixed the old NAFTA right. and he closed the deal on the new one. And he can't do that until it gets out. And Pelosi has said, until you address the problem of tariffs, I'm not going to let that happen. So it all became interconnected. Okay, so now that he's done this, we're just waiting for the official word on it, which will come momentarily from the United States. Does that mean that, A, this new deal will come to a vote, and B, will it pass? It's a lot closer uh, coming to a vote than before, because Pelosi is is absolutely key to this happening. There is uh, strong opposition in her own party. Um, you know, when Trump said it was the worst deal uh, in in history, remember, Senator Bernie Sanders in the Democratic Party has been saying something awfully similar for a very long period of time. And there are other Democratic leaders who believe that. Having said that, there are, there's support in the Republican Party in the, in the House, and there are Democratic uh, congressmen and women who do uh, will support it. So uh, let's just say I, I'm not predicting it's going to pass the House, but I'm saying it's a lot closer, and the chances have gone up significantly as a consequence of today's announcement that the tariffs are being lifted. Right. Like a key reason that Donald Trump was elected was that appeal to people when he said these trade deals were horrible. Will that same group of people, do you think, now buy that he has fixed them? I, I, um, his base 
and I'm referring to the Rust Belt states. And, you know, uh, I have driven through those Rust Belt states. A couple of years ago, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, about seven, eight hours drive from uh, Ottawa. And uh, drove through a lot of these, and they were all Rust Belt states I was driving through. And this was actually the uh, 2016, which was the election year. And the support there for Donald Trump is unbelievable in these Rust Belt states. They believe in him, unlike any other Republican or Democratic leader. So now to answer your question... I think that a, I'm not saying every last person, but I think there's going to be a very strong majority of his base. They're going to say, you know, I trust Donald. I trust that he says he solves and fixed the deal. Plus, they see him every day uh, on the television. And, of course, they see the tweets and they see him standing up to China every day and standing up to the Germans and, of course, the Mexicans and the Canadians. And so the irony is all of these tariffs reinforced Trump's brand of an, a man of action who was going to actually do something about it and not just talk about it as he accused other leaders of doing both democratic and republican so i think he's got political capital with his base i think they believe him and trust him mm-hmm. on the trade agreement they're not trade agreement wonks or, or specialists they're not going to go start reading it line by line and if they if trump stands up which he is doing and saying hey i fixed it i solved the problem i think they're going to they're going to go with him and they're going to trust him and and, and support him and therefore uh, you know i think the democrats in the congress are going to be very leery of um of, of challenging Trump on that when the when the base thinks he is delivering the bacon. Now, is that good news for Canada then? If the if the president has so much invested in getting this thing passed mm-hmm. and campaigning on it, then is that good for us? I believe it is. And uh, and I full disclosure, when I first started teaching, I got my job offer in 1988, and we were right in the middle of a trade election. I remember, yeah. John Turner and uh, the fight of my life against Brad Mulroney. And I was invited, uh, because I was already known then to be a free trader and supporter of free trade, and I was uh, invited not to candidates' meetings, but before that to um, you know town hall meetings, um, high schools and so forth. And I actually debated uh, uh, the, uh, the anti-side that, that said that we were going to be forced to close down our health care. Bob Marlowe and the Council of Canadians. And uh, so I, I do believe that trade agreements are good for Canada. We really do need one with our, the largest economy in the world, which is right next door. And ironically, Donald Trump has proved the argument for trade agreements even more strongly. Why? Because there's, well, the whole point of a trade agreement, if it's well done, is that it will restrain and constrain people acting in a rogue manner like Trump. Now, some will say, well, wait a minute, it didn't stop him from putting in the Section 232 tariffs. And nothing can stop a president from you know, doing anything, but at least it will slow them down and constrain them. And, and so uh, that's why I think it's good for Canada. And secondly, it did modernize NAFTA. That is to say, back in 1993, I mean, it doesn't sound that long ago, but then I remind everybody, the Internet as we know it didn't exist in 93, meaning there was no browsers. That meant there was no e-commerce. There was yeah. no online banking. <laughs> there was no financial services online. There was no digital business or digital media of any meaningful uh, size. And so entire economies and, and, and sectors and industries have grown up uh, since 93, and, and it needed badly, uh, badly needed updating. And, and so I'm, I, I wish, I think the, the, the new NAFTA could have been better, yeah. but it's better than the old NAFTA and it's better than no NAFTA. So uh, this is progress. What about the quota issue as well? There's a lot of concern that perhaps we agreed to quotas. 
I, I do that. That is a real serious concern. I mean, Trump clearly is a fan of so what's called managed trade. You know, where you okay, I give you a quota and you can sell so much of your stuff to us and vice versa. And this is anathema that to I mean, just absolutely the opposite of what trade and co- uh, agreements and competitiveness means. And so I I'm afraid he is. Uh, moving in that direction, both with the Chinese and with his trading partners. And this is not good that governments determine how much trade occurs. It should be determined by the buyers and the sellers and the consumers of the products. Uh, But, you know, this is what we may have to live with so long as Donald Trump is president. Okay, but a big update today then. Ian, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks very much. That's Ian Lee, Associate Professor of these at the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University, uh, talking about the fact that it sounds like we're about to get confirmation. Uh, and sources have already done this, so it is pretty much a done deal here. We're just waiting for like the official word. And, you know, politicians, they like to have the backdrop, make the big deal out of that. So I'm sure they're rapidly trying to set that up. But it sounds like uh, there is a breakthrough between the Canada-United uh, States trade deal that has been much talked about, agreed upon but has hung up on this issue of steel and aluminum tariffs that the United States had imposed a year ago on Canada and Mexico, the two biggest trading partners that the country has. And... Uh, it looks like those have been lifted, but does it mean quotas? What's in us? What's going to happen? Those are the details we are still waiting to get, but could be a very, very big win for the Canadian steel and aluminum industry, but we'll keep you posted on that. Just as we actually went to break, the official announcement was made that yes, the tariffs are being lifted uh, against steel and aluminum, and in, a, in exchange for that, Canada will eliminate all of the tariffs that we had imposed in retaliation uh, for those steel and aluminum tariffs. So the agreement says the United States and Canada agree to eliminate no later than two days from today's date uh, all tariffs the United States imposed under Section 232 on imports of steel and aluminum products from Canada and all tariffs Canada imposed in retaliation for the Section 232 uh, action. The United States and Canada also agree to terminate all pending litigation between them in the World Trade Organization regarding those steel and aluminum tariffs. And it goes on to say the United States and Canada will implement effective measures to prevent the importation of steel and aluminum that is unfairly subsidized and or sold at dumped prices and prevent the transshipment of steel and aluminum made outside of Canada or the United States to the other country. It says Canada and the United States will consult together on these measures. So there's no quota listed in here. There's a lot of consultation, but that is kind of the just the three main points out of the agreement that was just released by Canada and the United States. That will come as a big relief to a lot of people in this country. I mean, those steel and aluminum tariffs were a, a huge sticking point. Uh, so this means that that can flow freely again within two days, it says the elimination of those tariffs. It also means that the negotiated uh, free trade agreement between the United States, Canada, and Mexico can move forward. And once it goes for a vote or gets put up for a vote in the United States, it can do the same here in Canada and, uh, you know, get this thing moving forward. How do you feel about that? Good news for you, do you think? 
uh, want to weigh in with your thoughts, you can email me on that, simi at cknw.com. As well, you can use our buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ. That is 331-2899. Things really got ramped up trade-wise in the last week, uh, as we heard from Ian Lee, between Canada and the United States. And the United States has a lot going on on the trade front right now. They've got uh, a trade disagreement with China. I've seen some people calling it the trade war, but let's just say it went very sideways. Uh, between the United States and China. Ten days ago, they were talking about re- ready to sign on the dotted line. They they had a deal. It would have been remarkable. Uh, and now they do not. And both sides are kind of digging in on that one. So this is a much needed win for the U.S. when it comes to settling its trade disputes and getting things moving forward. We're going to be hearing a lot more about it 